And I think the way we move forward in just culture and life is that we start making more commonalities and connections with people. And I think fitness is a great way to do that. And CrossFit, by far, is the best way in fitness to do This is that. where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform at night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. My name is Angelo Kelly, and I'm your host. On this one, I am joined by Marco Dapke, the owner of CrossFit MFP. I actually got the chance to sit down and record this one in person with Marco a few weeks back at his gym. As soon as we got done recording, I just wanted to push this one out as fast as possible. We had just an awesome conversation about not letting your past define you, how he got started in the CrossFit, how his competitive mindset has shifted, and just what he's up to now. So I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from Marco. He has an amazing mindset and outlook just on life in general. So I learned a ton from this one, and I hope you do as well. I'm a very optimistic person. That's my mindset and the way I look at things. So it's hard for maybe people that aren't as optimistic to look at things like that. So, Yeah, and I mean, that's a, that's a great starting point because I know there's been a couple things that have happened to you in your life that have probably pushed you into that optimistic state. So can we kind of get into early life and, you know, childhood, sports, growing up, everything like that? Yeah. Uh, for me, I was a very active kid growing up. I pretty much played every sport. I started with baseball when I was fourth, fifth grade. That was like my main thing. And then I finally said, hey, I want to try football because one of my coaches approached me and he said, you know, you should try this. Uh, I immediately fell in love with football. And then I experimented with every other sport, basketball, track and field, just to keep me going throughout the whole year until I was in eighth grade. So I was just attracted to movement in sports because I would say I would be, quote, unquote, a natural athlete where I just could pick up things very well with movement in general. Not saying I was, like, the best at any of these sports or anything. Like I could just pick them up well and be a good athlete and – you know, be a decent player on a team. Uh, for me, football became the sport I gravitated most towards just because something about the contact, the style of play, and all those little details. What position did you play? So when I was younger in, in grade school, I was put basically in the positions that needed to be put most, so quarterback, and I was able to at least athletically play the position, not saying I was like the best thrower, but I could do it well, you know, have a good team. And I played uh, a linebacker on defense when I was younger. And I really wanted to play receiver and tight end because, well, mostly tight end because at a younger age, my role model was Tony Gonzalez from the Kansas City Chiefs. And he was also an Hispanic football player, and I just gravitated towards him as my icon. That's why I love the Chiefs. So when I went into uh, high school, freshman year, I played receiver. And then when I started actually playing in varsity football, I started going right to defense because I was just good at 
being a tackler and just being aggressive on defense and making plays there. And then progressing more into that, I became like a linebacker safety combo. And then going into my senior year, I was going to also play receiver as well because I just naturally had good hands. That's why I liked baseball growing up because that was a more hand-dominant sport. And I just always had good hand, hand-eye coordination versus like if I were to play soccer or something like that, like I'm not very foot coordinated. Mm-hmm. So I'm an athlete, but when it comes to foot sports or if you put me in a swimming pool, <laughs> that's not my thing. So, but I can adapt pretty well. Yeah, and then so you said your senior year you were gonna play, uh, you know, tight end and stuff. What happened senior year? Yeah, so I had a very promising senior year. Had recruits uh, that would come in on a daily basis. I went to the Chamonix High School, which was a good football program to begin with. So they always had people checking us out, and I was really dedicating myself to be like full-time football. That was like my life's purpose was just football, getting to college, playing at Division One, AA, Division One at best, and making a name for myself in this league and on the Chamonix uh, for their football team. So I was nominated captain. I was doing really well in the weight room, you know, just excelling everywhere. And then going into that spring slash summer, I was just having basically – uh, illness issues. I was just getting sick, getting a cold, uh, just breathing. My breathing was off. I was very raspy with my breathing. It was just hard for me to really just get up on a day-to-day basis because basis I was fatigued, on, uh, fatigued and just things were just not working well in my body, basically. And it was not getting better. So over, I would say, a month's progression in May 2010, it was getting to the point where, um, you know, I was not able to breathe, basically. And long story short, I got diagnosed with leukemia. That's wild. So what's that? And it, it like, it's hard because I know a lot of people who, who get diagnosed with cancer, like, before that you know you have it, you might be, you know, I feel bad or I feel sick, but you're like, maybe it's just going to go away. It's cold or whatever. But like, what's that like hearing, Hey, you have cancer. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was, I mean, going into that year, right. So you're 17 year old high school athlete. You're known as, you know, the guy in a sense with my class where, you know, in the school or just in general on the team, at being at the top and you think you're indestructible almost in a sense where, you know, I'm so super strong, I'm fast, I'm doing all this training, you know, you think all these things and you think like nothing can happen. So when I'm getting sick and these things are happening, I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, I'll be fine. I can just walk it off. And then when it doesn't come to that point where you can walk it off and you go, okay, this might be serious, you realize you're not indestructible and you know I woke up one day with like a a lump on my face and I go to my mom I say hey you know what's this what's this and she knew right away and I think that really scared her and that was maybe like the week before I actually had to get like rushed to the hospital because 
I, I woke up not breathing because my basically my my lymph nodes around my neck and all that were so swollen that I couldn't breathe. So when they brought me in and they did X-rays in the, in the uh, general hospital in the, in the in the town where they looked at my chest and basically said we need to get you to chop right away. It was like I'm realizing that this is something serious and. I don't know what it is, but everyone else knows, like the doctors know, and you see basically tumors and you see all these things in your chest in an x-ray, they're rushing me to the hospital and they had to do a bone marrow um, examination and I can't be, you know, put under anesthetics because I can't breathe and you had to go through all these things and the next day they come back with these results and the doctor says, hey, you have cancer and me not understanding that to an extent because again i'm 17 all my life's purpose is football i don't really think about anything else in my life i say can i play football and he goes well no you have cancer <laughs> like you got to go through this two and a half three-year treatment plan for what we have and i go wow like this my life is over almost and that's the only thing that made me cry like i was heartbroken and immediately in and, and just one sentence completely took, you know, what I thought was my life and took it away from me. So that was tough. Yeah. It's like your purpose. You have this purpose is, is one thing and it's like, Hey, this isn't your purpose anymore. Yeah, it was tough. I, you know, I look back on it now if, as a, as a, as a blessing, but it really, I mean, you know, you have those what if moments or, you know, or why me? Why is this happening to me? You know, I'm stuck in a hospital for a month going through treatment just to get me in remission. And, you know, you see your teammates come in, but they're, you know, training still and they're getting ready for a big season. There's so much going into that season for the whole team, not just myself. And, you know, having to, be there on the sidelines and all those things were really, really, really tough. And the, that, that put a lot in me for years. Like I, like I had nightmares about it for years and just thoughts. It was hard for me to like actually move on with my life. until I finally found things that were leading me on a new path, but it's a tough thing to swallow in the moment, but I had to tell myself that, Everything happens for a reason. I was so focused on getting better and keeping a positive mindset about it. And that's really what helped me the most. How do you not let that define you? Like, how do you let that experience, hey, this happened, it sucked, and, you know, whatever my purpose was is going to change. But, you know, like from talking to you now, that's 11 years in the past, and I don't hear you say really anything about that you're not saying hey I was the guy who survived cancer yeah um that's actually a good point that you bring out because that was always my goal really I didn't really want to ever talk about it I mean as soon as I was in survivorship I wanted to just like leave it behind me I was like so done with the fact that I was you know the cancer kid or I had to go through treatments and I just wanted to put it past my life and just find a new purpose in my life and stick with it and never have to really revisit that part of my life again. Uh, and I didn't really 
want to be that type of person that has to, you know, talk about it all the time to make me feel secure about it. And I know it helps. Now there's plenty of people I know with who's dealt with cancer that really, it helps them talk about it more and use that as uh, a tool for them to help others. Right. And that's really the best part about some of these stories is that people can use that to motivate others and get them inspired. And for me, I just, it was probably more about just, I didn't want to think about that trauma at the time that, you know, even though I was living a good life and moving past with my treatment and all that stuff, it's still traumatic because like what it did to me and what it took away. So, but really in the end, I mean, it, it does define me, right? I mean, it, it's brought me to a point in my life where we're sitting down now. Like if that never happened, then we wouldn't be having this conversation because that led me to a whole new path and journey of, you know, purpose. And I'm thankful for it now. I still don't really talk about it. Like it might be like on my profile and my coach's bio on my gym page. And um, people might look me up online and they might see Marco Dapke, cancer survivor and all these things. But it, it doesn't, for me, it, it's not something I ever need to bring up in a conversation unless someone wants to talk to me about it. If it, they feel like they research about it and if it brings them comfort for me to talk about my experience to help them with whatever they need to work through with their own adversity, then I think that's the best thing because it really was, it was a point of adversity in my life and everyone should have adversity. That's kind of was my belief out of this is that adversity and these obstacles in your life are good things. I'm not saying people need to be getting cancer or anything like that. Right. But it's, in reality, if we don't go through struggles and obstacles that really have to make you reflect and possibly even make change, maybe change who you are as a person or change your perspective of things, that's a good thing. So uh, I, I almost encourage people to like have these challenges of whatever is in their life and bring about a mindset that it's going to be good for them. Did you ever watch the show Last Chance You? Oh yeah, with love the, that. Yeah, the, yeah. I because I always think about like you saying that that uh, football was your life and mm-hmm. you you wanted to go to the league and you wanted to play Division One football and you watch there's 120 yeah. guys on one team who all think they're going to the NFL and it's it's a realization that you have there's more to life actually that's why I really like that show because they have to at some point realized that my life, I, I need to actually apply myself other than the football field. You know, it's hard for them. You can see obviously yeah. in that show, like <laughs> they really have this stigma and mindset that like th- they are the best, you know, and that they're going to the league. And like, even if they go play division one after Juco, like it's still very, very like they're in that less than 1% still that, maybe if they get a chance it's a great show man like i love that like, the first se- first and second seasons really were you know well produced just in all aspects yeah i think that was cool and it's like hey one guy from this room is gonna go play in the nfl and the other hundred of you guys 
you have to get a degree and not even you have to get a degree. There's so many different paths that you can take. Like what you're doing now is probably completely different, but having that direction where it's, Hey, life is way more than your sport or what you do for, for this period of time. Like you have to move on at some point. That's why I love the, um, the counselors or what's, what's her name? Miss Wagner. Miss, yes. Yeah. yeah. She was like, that's who they need in their life. Mm-hmm. Like we need more Miss Wagner's in people's lives to like keep them in check and accountable. You know, a lot of people need accountability and like she, what she did for the, all those kids is great. You know, she kept them pretty much in that mindset of like, listen, you don't apply yourself outside of football. You're useless here. You know, you're, you're going to get yourself stuck in a hole again. Yeah, so so we'll get we'll get to the good stuff now because you got it. You got a lot of great stuff. Absolutely, going man. On and, whatever whatever and, you got on your mind. And with the gym, it, it's just cool to to kind of connect with a couple of people who are coaching here. And so, what kind of led you down this path of CrossFit? I know you've been doing it for quite a long time. So, what's this journey been like? Yeah. So, like I said, if it wasn't for cancer, I haven't had that experience. I would have never have thought about finding a career for myself, which led me to thinking about being a phys ed teacher because I love physical education, I love fitness, I love sport. Led me to going to Westchester University. Being at Westchester University, having that experience of, I actually tried to play football again, didn't work out, it broke my foot, and I was just like, all right, it's not for me. Um, I put myself into uh, yoga. I really experimented a lot with yoga. And just with the whole culture of yoga, I actually did, uh, I applied myself in a 200 hour yoga teacher training um, course because I was so in love with the concept of yoga and I actually was using it to like heal myself physiologically with cancer because I was still going through treatment my freshman year and all the way even past that to like internally heal myself and you know, just getting my body back after going through all this hardcore treatment. Um, and that led me to going back home that one summer, getting into strength and conditioning for Nishamani. So I went back to go help back with the team and the community that helped me so much past cancer. Then I finally found a CrossFit gym when I would help train the kids. And I thought it was like, hey, that looks really cool because I've heard about CrossFit before from my PE teachers at the high school go back to Westchester for sophomore year. I'm like, all right, I kind of want to try something. Like, I don't want to just go to the you know, fitness and wellness gym. All right, well, CrossFit, look it up. I remember seeing that when I was at home. All right, there's CrossFit Westchester. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ride my bike 5 a.m. to a 6 a.m. class and just like go in and see what it's about. I just like everybody else that starts CrossFit. You know, I have people that start CrossFit here every day and I know how you feel like you're nervous. You don't know what to expect. You know, it's, it's a, you walk into that gym and it's like totally nothing that you've ever seen before in your life. And I go, go to that gym and I wasn't supposed to just walk in. You have to actually like schedule an intro and stuff like that. But I was accepted really well there. And that just led me onto a whole new path of like wanting to, 
find a whole new purpose in my life with CrossFit. And I saw that, oh, there's the CrossFit as a sport and there's CrossFit games. Like this might give me a whole nother avenue in my life to apply myself other than just football or an actual sport at that time. And I just fell in love with the culture and the community of CrossFit. You know, they have a really good gym there where that's like, that really propels them forward and separates them as a CrossFit gym in my perspective. That's why I loved it so much. And I built a relationship with the coaches as a, with a team on their uh, affiliate team for regionals. And there were so many things that I was just discovering with this and I was still in school and I'm doing all these things and decided to go into exercise science. Cause I was like, ah, oh, phys ed, I don't know if I want to be a teacher, but I want to use exercise science. Maybe I could be a teacher in a different way with CrossFit. You know, they let me start coaching there. And then one thing after another, as you can see there, this builds up to where I am now. And finally making a decision at some point, I say, hey, I wanna expand myself to just being a coach here and get more experiences outside of CrossFit, then get more and more experiences, decide, hey, I can do this on my own. And I started making the steps to finally making this gym here across at MFP where you're sitting right now. And, uh, you know, it was such a long process and to think about, you know, how I even got to this point, it all started with, you know, me having that experience with cancer. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Like using, using it for good. If I, I know a lot of people just, if they go through a period of trauma, it's like you, you always have that thing you're always thinking about this is, this is like my trauma and you kind of almost like attach yourself to that. Like you could attach yourself to this and you're like, soon as that experience is over, it's like, how can I get to the next thing? I think that's such a good mindset to have. And you're right. Like we all do need to go through adversity. If you never go through anything challenging, it's like, what do you, what are you actually doing? If you, everything's just smooth sailing and you're successful at everything, you never have your back up against the wall. Like you're really just not going to learn. Yeah. I think change is good. Change is for whatever, you know, going on in your life, but adversity is a catalyst for that. So, and I mean, you like glossed over it, but you went to regionals twice and you just competed at semifinals. So you did get to a relatively high level in CrossFit. Yeah, that was really why I started. I mean, I think when I, <laughs> when I started, I was a little, too high expectations were like, I was like, Oh, going to the games, like everyone else. And they start, Oh, I want to go to the games. And, um, you know, you don't still don't even realize like at that point, cause it was so young in the CrossFit, it was like 2012 and really understanding the levels of yeah. how you get there and where I actually was. I mean, I'm still recovering from treatment. I'm still going through treatment and I still have so many things to do and develop being an athlete helped gave me a good window and being just naturally strong from football before I even was sick and gave me a good head start with CrossFit. But there were still so many things and I developed and I trained and I really applied myself. I did have moments of adversity where I almost didn't make, I didn't make regionals by like one spot one year. Um, even a year before that, like I thought I was going to maybe go to regionals and I didn't even make it. I was like, you had to be top 20. It was the first year and I was like 49. So, um, 
but I still had good experience. I still did like teams and I still was able to, you know, able to understand and watch, even though as a team, I would watch the individuals and go, okay, this is where they're at. This is where I need to be and evaluate that. So, uh, when I finally made it, um, you know, it was more for me about the experiences. I started to kind of realize where, you know, my time and my lifestyle and my goals were not necessarily to be a games athlete, but being a competitive athlete in CrossFit was, uh, it still gave me purpose because I still have that and still had and have that competitive spirit in me. I think that's just something I never had. I never got to experience with football that one year. And that's one year is now a lifetime of years I can get with CrossFit and it's sustainable and it's a life, it's lifestyle and longevity. And I just love it. So I'll keep competing for as long as I can. I plan to do it till I'm older and masters until I'm 60 really. Cause like we're watching right now on the TV, you know, we had the masters 50 to 59 here and that fires me up, you know, because uh, I just really enjoy what CrossFit can bring with that. And I love that it's a constant challenge. And there's so many things you can grow from with that. Uh, and I'm fully content with like never going to the CrossFit games. Cause like you said, you know, I had, you know, those experiences, but during those times I was, that's when I was starting my gym and I was finding other experiences in my life to get me better at becoming a business owner or a coach. So. Was there ever a point where you did want to make it to the games? Like that yeah, was a focus? Yeah, when I like first started, <laughs> like anyone else. And uh, and I was I just had moments probably between like 2014 to 2016, 17, where I was training, you know, kind of like a games competitor. I wouldn't say full on. I would maybe like do two-a-day sessions, you know, uh, would just – constantly work on like weaknesses that I had to develop and I really didn't I didn't I didn't have like a personal coach ever so I was just kind of like following maybe competitive program or plus doing classes so I think my structure if I like had some like more guidance of like training outside of like just CrossFit and doing CrossFit workouts every day like kind of how I train now with my program, the way I write things and look at the body and longevity and in perspective, um, I think would have been nice at that time, but I didn't have that. So not saying it would have made me good at the games or anything like that, but I think my mindset was maybe more like that. But again, you have those realizations where like, wow, I'm so far away. I had that in 2018 when I did the open, when I first started CrossFit and every i think everyone goes through that where you get really hooked in you might start doing the extra work and i finished like twenty five thousandth in the open and i was like all right this is never gonna happen like and then found weightlifting and i'm like this is a little bit easier to qualify for but it it's just funny how you get into it and especially as an athlete if you've always had something to compete at and then you don't have that anymore naturally when you find this thing and you're like oh it's a sport too you're like, let me hop into this and see what happens. Yeah, I, I love that I have something to look at as my sport, right, to keep me in competition. Uh, but 
yeah, people real. I mean, I think people realize how difficult it is. To, like they watch right now at the CrossFit Games and they see the individuals do what they do of how big of a deal that is and how hard that is. Like we were saying earlier, it has to be your full-time job. Maybe if you're a rare, rare um, individual that can, you know, get away with like once a day and, you know, maybe twice a day and live a whole different lifestyle in a full-time job, you know, that might work. But I think now it's the realization that, you know, you have to do this a full-time job. You have to have sponsors to support you to be at this type of level because that's where it's evolved. You know, it wasn't like this in 2012, 2014, even maybe 2016, where you could have someone maybe like at my level now go to the games. But it's evolved so much to where <laughs> it's a full-time job and you have to be able to commit more of your life and your lifestyle to being an actual CrossFit Games athlete. So how do you balance that, like wanting to be competitive and wanting to do this as a sport, but also knowing, hey, I might have 45 minutes or I might just do the class today? For me, I'm, I'm confident with where my abilities are now because I've been doing it for so long is that I've really been able to become a consistent athlete because CrossFit's all about you having the ability to be consistent through these different domains of fitness and these different aspects to fitness and different movements and being efficient at these movements because really sports all about like how well do you move you can't just be good at the sport and move a barbell or hang on the pull-up bar and kip with very poor form you have to be super efficient so for me it's about maintaining all those things and having the general capacity to maybe make it to now what they call quarterfinals um and for me it's about for balancing it i feel confident balancing by just doing a class for me that's really all that i need it's not what i need if i wanted to go be a high level semifinals or games athlete but uh for me that's what works because uh, again i'm still experience goes a long way and i'm able to still apply what i've trained for over years ago and actually get better at it now because I actually train smarter. I train in a more efficient way where like movement quality and physical longevity are my purpose in, a, in my training program. It's not about like how intense I can push myself in a workout because to qualify in the competitions for quarterfinals and so on, you only need to do one workout a week to qualify. So I only need to really send it one workout a week, but you have to be good at those things in that workout so what can I do the 364 days or let's just say 362 days of the year that aren't going to be that workout to maybe go to the next level so you take three rest days a year <laughs> <laughs> pretty much so yeah I mean I just really I, I know how to balance it now to a point where like there's really no incentive for me to you know pull it to a day or anything like that, at least for what my goals are competitively. Uh, but, you know, if I do get to the point where, you know, when quarterfinals approach the semifinals, like, you know, even going in the semifinals this year, I had to ramp up volume and training. So I'm not going to invest going to this event and doing this event and not be somewhat prepared. So, yeah, I bet, th I bet that's hard though. Like, 
knowing that you're not going to be like, you're not going to win. You, like you kind of go into it saying, but if you, if you have that expectation too, maybe it's a little bit easier. Yeah. I think for me, that's, that helped out a lot. I mean, even, I want to say like even 2018 was the last year they did regionals and I had high expectations. I don't, I wasn't saying that I'm going to go to the games, but I think I was going to do well. I placed a little under average. So a little bit, uh, over it was like top 40 and I was like 23rd or 24th so um but I'm like content with that and I think this year knowing semifinals and the stakes after you know COVID and just having an actual legitimate year of competition because after 2018 2019 and 2020 years were just all over the place with this layout of CrossFit competitively and having this year to actually enjoy a competition that was like regionals, but actually I think better. Now, I was just about the experience. It was about being able to actually be there, one, being able to express, you know, your fitness and hard work and challenge yourself. Like the workouts were super challenging and good tests and enjoying them just as tests. Enjoying being around other people who, you know, do the same thing and have the same mindset and purpose as you. And just really trying to like live in the moment really, which was amazing for me this year. Cause like, I'm not worried about being in the top five, even though like mentally as a goal, like it'd be nice for me, like be like top 15. But if I'm not there, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It's not going to upset me. Do you feel like the yoga training helped with that mindset? That's a great thing that you pointed out. So when I really invested my like lifestyle into yoga for the mental healing and even physical healing, like internally with all that yoga really teached me how to just be present and just be like positive. And the concept of yoga really is about teaching you how to train your unify your breath with your body. It's not really, people think like when they go to yoga, it's about like a physical challenge and a workout. That's not the concept of yoga. Yoga is about union, mind, body, spirit. And that's really what I got the most out of it. So for me, it was more about calming my mind, teaching my mind how to, um, you know, actually work with the body and tell it to do things and work it with it to do things and just overall creating an overall positive mindset for me. I was already a positive individual to begin with, but I think yoga really helped me like propel, propel that mindset forward and give me a better outlook and perspective on things for sure. Do you still do like yoga on a weekly or daily basis now? So I don't really do like a daily yoga practice. So the style I learned was Ashtanga. There's actually a studio right around the corner for me that I'd was a member at for a little bit just to get back into doing that style of yoga. It's actually a very athletic style of yoga. And for right now, I think because when I do CrossFit, the best style is yin yoga, which is basically if you're familiar with Ramwad, that's the style of yoga that it is. It's a very low intensity, holding static, positions. hold yeah. positions for long periods of time. So 
yin yoga really helps me balance that. So for example, like you're seeing today's workout longevity, the style of yoga we do after that. So we do this workout for 25 minutes. And then after the workout, we basically do yin yoga for 20, which is a good balance to CrossFit because CrossFit's high intensity, high impact, at least for a typical workout. <laughs> oh, someone's car's going off. So <laughs> that's typically what the kind of workout CrossFit is. So if you have something like yin yoga, that's typically the opposite. That's a good balance and I'm all about balance. So I like, I prefer that style. So when I teach my classes, I, as I teach yin yoga, I do it with them. So that's kind of like part of my recovery through the day. So you have, this is Thursday, Thursday's typically recovery day. So that helps um, just with the overall longevity of the physical body, but also the mental, because when you hold positions in yin yoga, it's all about your breathing because it's easy to let your mind wander. It's easy to like get them, you know, out of focus and actually feel discomfort because it's such a long stretch. Whereas you have to actually go into your breathing, stay focused with just your breathing. And that helps. And that also creates, there's a lot of physiological factors that go into like actually breathing specifically if you nasal breathe through your nose and all that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how, what I would prefer the style now, but I would absolutely like, if there's a yoga class or yoga session. I would absolutely go into it. Cause I, I really respect it and I understand it for what it is. Yeah. I think the nasal, the nasal breathing piece is huge. That that's so hard for, for me to do specifically, but I know just a lot of people when you're like, Oh, you're supposed to breathe through, through your nose and you're supposed to be able to do that. And even while you're doing a workout, you should be able to go through it and breathe through your nose the entire time. But CrossFit workout, sometimes you're just like <laughs> right away. Well, yeah, I mean, we go into nasal breathing, particularly when it comes to like exercise. Um, it's, it's, it's the type of workout you want to experiment with is just like monostructural stuff. So like just running, cycling, rowing or something that's just like steady rhythm throughout but i try to use it and teach people like my classes and my clients and people when it comes to like crossfit typical thing is and if we'll just say with a typical crossfit mindset i'm not saying here but just in general might be like go as hard as you can and get it done as fast as you can reality then if you're looking at someone who does this as a sport as well that's not the best approach so sometimes I try to have people think about how they breathe as an indicator of like how they're pacing. So can you at least maintain a nasal breath in, exhale through the mouth? And that's usually when you're not, you're at a high power output moving hard, but you're still able to sustain. Whereas if you're just breathing in and out only through your mouth, that's when you know you're getting, you're redlining a little bit. So if it's a workout where we want to build, through the workout, you know, try to nasal breathe for like these first two or three rounds or this first, you know, first couple sets through this EMOM or, you know, there's a workout where it's like three rounds for times. Let's say we do Helen, which is a typical CrossFit workout. And, you know, you run, do this, that for three rounds. Well, every time you get back to that run, can you get back to nasal breathing a little bit? Can you recover 
because you got you might have workouts let's just say competitively i'm doing a competition i'm doing a workout that's hard you're going to have fluctuations some movements might cause your heart rate to go up higher than others so what movement can you try to get that breathing down kind of regather yourself and regather your pace and actually climb up so the the teaching factor is we start steady and you always want to have enough left to push at the end so you don't want to just start hot and then right that's the typical that's like 99 percent of people yeah that happens often but i can use nasal breathing or just educate clients and members like that's not how we should approach workouts because that's where there's no sustainability it's hard to get progress and see work capacity gains if you just are anaerobic pretty much that's what that is um if you you know just try to go hard for the first three minutes and you're suffering for the next 10 minutes is this something that you always had when you first started your gym did you think about the longevity piece and think about you know people not ending up on the floor every single day was that something that was conscious yeah absolutely so when i started my endeavor here to open a gym and how the, you know i wanted to look at things i basically started getting different experiences outside of just like the crossfit methodology and i started doing different personal training um jobs with different methodologies and programs uh, I started to really get more involved in the strength and conditioning, um, just in terms of sport or just the methodology of being a strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA and just really looking at like so many other factors than just the CrossFit methodology and starting to be able to utilize that into a program that I wanted to have CrossFit, but in a way that's not like the intensity factor every day where we can make a balanced program that is sustainable long term for years uh and so when i opened the gym and i started developing programming and i started to look at these things that was absolutely my mindset like i was like monday through friday should not be hard 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 it should be like monday we can be moderate to high tuesday we can drop it down a little bit or just stay moderate wednesday we can pick it back up thursday we want to stay low let's recover let's bring that intensity down friday we can ramp it back up and saturday if you know you're a weekend warrior if you want to come on saturday that's where you can you know do a different you can ramp it up and really challenge yourself so that way sunday you have a day to just fully die down and let your body recover so that's kind of how i think about my system and the way we approach workouts where you know not a, maybe this day doesn't have to be for time we can just do a workout for quality and just like move well like let's just do this workout and every part of your movement is you're thinking about it you're actually building kinesthetic awareness and thinking about that mind muscle connection through your movement uh you know make sure you're thinking about your joints as they go through the movement we're doing tempo and eccentrics and holds uh you know, we're doing non-traditional exercises that aren't high power output because that's what CrossFit is. CrossFit's a, a, a method where we take movements, you know, that are like we're looking at double unders, high power out movement, you know, a power clean, obviously. We look at, uh, 
even like sandbag carries and box jumps and med balls, we're doing wall balls or kettlebell swings, all those require high power output because it's uh, the muscle groups and the movement patterns. So what if we do movements that are not like that and we utilize that in a program where not only it creates balance, but also like teaches you like all the weak areas in your body because we do exercises like Olympic lifts that are, you know, not only high power, but high technical, it's hard to maybe understand like, you know, where you need to brace or where you need to stabilize in your shoulders, ankles, knees, and hips. So if we do exercises like unilateral exercises where we do them for tempo, that'll teach you like, oh, I really don't have knee and hip stability where I think I would, where if I did a snatch, where I, snatch feels good, but can I do a Cossack squat or a step up? on one leg with control down and up. You know, those are little things I would just like think about and what I utilize when, you know, we make a, a program here, so. How do you build that trust, like with a member who comes in off the street and they say, hey, this is a CrossFit gym, so we're gonna go hard all the time. How do you, how's that conversation go? Well, actually, that's an easy fix for someone who's brand new. They don't have CrossFit experience, because then you're just, bringing them, them in to your method, taking them through a class, you give them the benefit, you give them the success, you show them the tools, you take them through the progressions, boom, easy, easy fix. The hard fix is when I get a bunch of people that come from other CrossFit gyms. That is a huge challenge because there's a ton of bad habits. I am now stuck with them and then I have to like, try to get them to be coachable, which usually it's good, a good experience because that's what the communication I have with them. Say, listen, you know, if you're coming from CrossFit XYZ or whatever, I just want you to come in with an open mind here because I don't know how you've been taught or maybe I don't know the program there and maybe we want to take a couple of steps back because maybe you can do kipping pull-ups or, you know, all these a muscle-up, but you cannot, like, hold a ring support for 30 seconds or you can't bang out 10 strict pull-ups or you know do you, you probably don't even hang with your thumb around the bar or you don't even like can't hold a side plank leg lift for a minute and you, you know want to do all this heavy lifting and all these little details that we can start to fix and actually make you better and so that's a hard sometimes conversation I've had like I've it's a rare occasion I might have someone that's like so ingrained with like their habits and the way they've learned CrossFit or just movements in general that it can't get them out of their ways. But most of the time, it's a good experience. And it's like, oh, my God, like, what have I been missing? And I have really good experiences with people that come from other CrossFit gyms. Not saying that those CrossFit gyms are bad or anything like that. I'm just able to give them a whole new perspective of like, oh, this is what uh, – CrossFit, quote unquote, or just general fitness and wellness program can provide for me, not only to make me like enjoy doing CrossFit, make me better and actually give me like, not get me injured or make this a long-term program. Yeah. Almost that realization that, Hey, this is supposed to make you feel good. Yeah. You're not yeah. supposed to get anxiety walking into the gym and you're not supposed to not be able to sleep because you're so sore. Exactly. And like, like you said, like it's okay to leave the gym where you can like walk. And like, you know, there's, look, there's some days, like, it's, I think it's a good process to, like, have a workout where 
you are in that dark place. Like that's a good thing for people. That's cause that's, those are the workouts that challenge people mentally, put them through that adversity and make them get out of their comfort zone. That's a good thing. Don't necessarily need to do that every day though. Right? It's okay to, like you said, walk out of the gym with a smile on your face, go play with your kids, maybe go for a run, go walk your dog, you know, go teach or coach or whatever you got to do. So that's the kind of mindset, you know, and be able to like come in the next day because you're not so sore. You know, you could be sore, but like not so sore to where like you can't move. That would, that's usually where, you know, if you're like that all the time, then that's a rough thing to have. You know, people do get really sore from workouts we do here. Don't get me wrong. And they're sore day to day, but there's, it's not to the point where, you know, they can't do the workout the next day effectively. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we're at like an hour here, so I don't want to take too much more of your time. The one final thing I wanted to ask, like, what does the name CrossFit mean to you? Because I saw that you posted, you know, a lot of people deaffiliated when the whole Glassman thing went down. And I think people reacted really fast, but, and you had such a good post. And I think I, I saw that shared a bunch of times. So I just love to kind of hear what it means to you and, and why you kept the name. Yeah, I was really, it, when that, when everything happened last year, for me, that was, in a sense, heartbreaking. I understand why people wanted to make their decisions and react certain ways. I'm not a judgmental person that way. But for me, I just think about the concept of the what CrossFit can do. I'm, I'm thinking about not from a, like an individual or business perspective. I'm actually thinking from a perspective that can help more people. And I think CrossFit by far is not just the brand, but the method and the, the affiliates that can help the most people in the world with getting on a path to fitness and wellness, or, you know, now they say health, happiness, and performance. That's their new motto. Now it's not forging elite fitness, which I love health, happiness, and performance. And for me, it's about the people that it can, that, that it actually has affected past, present, future. And I think that there's so much more room for CrossFit to grow, especially now that with the changes. So for me, it was hard to accept that, like there might not be CrossFit anymore because of what's going on with the changes. And I'm hundred percent loyal to the brand. You know, I, a lot of guys would tell me like, you know, listen, I respect that, but listen, I can't do that anymore. And, it is what it is, but I'm so loyal to the, to what CrossFit can be. And I think it's actually starting to get there now because we can just see from the games this year of like how well developed it's been or just with the new owner, Eric Rose and what he's doing in his outreach. Um, but for me, I looked at it from a macros perspective. I didn't look at like the micro perspective of like just me and my gym because that wasn't a concern. I could, even if CrossFit went into the dumps, well, I could, my actual business name is Mad Fitness Performance. I could just cut CrossFit. Like I'm, I probably would still even keep it there because, you know, I'm not worried about someone coming into the gym and saying, oh, that guy, Greg, Cla Greg Glassman or whatever, because they're not going to affiliate him with me. They're going to affiliate the gym with, you know, what they get actually from the experience I give them or my coaches give them. 
So I wasn't worried about that. I wasn't worried about like my gym, like losing members because, oh, he, his name has CrossFit because everyone here knows what the culture's like and what is presented to them from myself down and, you know, the coaches. So it was more about seeing the brand succeed and help, you know, others in the world. Cause I really think there's just, even if there are CrossFit gyms that maybe to my standard, I mean, I'm not saying my standard is the, is the standard or anything like that, or just in general, there are gyms out there that maybe not, don't have the best systems in place to that get, maybe give CrossFit the negative stigma. Um, and, you know, I still think, you know, there's still a lot of room to grow for that. Absolutely. Like some affiliates out there or coaches that need a little bit more guidance so that we can debug these stigmas and change the culture of, of CrossFit. But overall, I'm very, very hopeful that like CrossFit can be by far the best. Like I don't like all these, you know, uh, boutique gyms, Orange Theory, F45s and all these things like it's great to have more gyms, more people working out. But I just don't think anything's going to touch the amount of people positively like CrossFit can. So, and CrossFit just really has that way of bringing people together. Like you said, like you just loved how like there's that community aspect. And it's such like a, you know, woo-woo thing to say like, oh, the community, you know, we're in this together. Like that's like CrossFit's big thing, but it's so true. It's so true. Like, I love that. And you're not going to find that anywhere else because that's the number one thing people say about why they love CrossFit so much is, like, the community of people. And when you go to an airport and you see someone with, well, I guess you could say nobles now, but Reebok, yeah, CrossFit Metcons, shoes. Yeah, a couple you know, of years like, ago it was the Metcons. They might do CrossFit. Like, I can make a connection with these people. And if we talk about what happened last year, everyone was so divided from politics or just – you know, in CrossFit because of what was happening. There was so much division, but really the word CrossFit creates so much commonality with people. And I think the way we move forward and just culture and life is that we start making more commonalities and connections with people. And I think fitness is a great way to do that. And CrossFit by far is the best way in fitness to do that, in my personal opinion. So that's kind of what I was holding on to. And that's kind of pretty much what it meant to me. Yeah, I love that, man. And you're a great ambassador for the brand. I think if people are looking at starting their own gyms or getting into this thing, you're definitely somebody that they should be looking to. So where can people uh, come to the actual location or even just find you on Instagram? Yeah, so my gym's in uh, Ardmore, you think Havertown, uh, PA. So Haverford Township. And my Instagram is at CrossFitMFP. If you want to for me personally, it's at Mad Fit and Perform. Uh, same thing for Facebook. And yeah, just, if anyone has any questions or wants to reach out or just start a conversation, and I'm always open. Like you said, I don't talk much about like you know the cancer situation as much or anything like that. But if anyone has questions about that or the gym, you know, come in for a workout. Really, like seriously, you come in for a workout, have someone else come in free class let's throw down let's have fun like that's the best way to make a connection with somebody 
work out together. Yeah, going going through that adversity together. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. This was awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Dude, pumped to be here, man. Thank you. Once again, thanks so much to Marco for coming on the show. I really appreciated getting the chance to know him. He was super generous with his time on the day we were recorded. We probably spent an hour just talking before we actually fired up the mic. So definitely glad to get this conversation out to you guys. If you want to learn more about his gym, CrossFit MFP, the Instagram and website will be linked up in the show notes. I'm definitely going to be heading there for a drop-in. So if any of the listeners want to meet me there, I would definitely be happy and interested to do that so let me know if you guys want to follow me on instagram it's at better than yesterday pod and just make sure to share this out on your story and just tag us both let us know that you like the episode we always appreciate that so thank you again for your continued support and tuning in this week and i'll talk to you guys on the next one